Hello and welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Sexism in the craft beer industry is in the spotlight across the globe and in San Diego after thousands of women shared their stories on Instagram. Journalist Beth Demon has the story right after these headlines. Granny Flats are facing their first significant backlash in San Diego. Hundreds of residents in Kensington and surrounding neighborhoods are demanding a moratorium on a city policy they say ruins neighborhood character and crowds parking. The policy allows property owners to construct unlimited granny flats within a half mile of an existing or planned transit line. Granny flat construction in San Diego has climbed from nine units built in 2016 to 386 units in 2020. Amazon plans to open a distribution center with about 500 employees in Oceanside, an official said Monday. The facility in Ocean Ranch Corporate Center will provide last-mile transit for orders packaged elsewhere. It will hire 230 direct Amazon employees with full-time benefits and 250 to 350 contract delivery positions. Workers at three local cannabis dispensaries owned by the chain March and Ash have voted to unionize. It's a first for any cannabis business in the region. Local 135 of the United Food and Commercial Workers spent two years trying to organize the workers to get a contract approved. The industry is generating thousands of local jobs and millions in tax revenue, including an estimated $23 million for the city of San Diego in the new fiscal year. When Brienne Allen asked for stories about sexism in the beer industry, she wasn't expecting thousands of messages, but that's what she got. The stories women shared with her on Instagram ranged from microaggressions and bullying to violence and sexual assault. There were accusations against high-profile brewers and breweries, some of them here in San Diego. Beth Demon covered the story for vinepair.com. Uh, Beth, just to begin with, will you share part of Brienne Allen's experience? You know, what led her to post this to Instagram to begin with? Absolutely. And thanks for having me. So Brienne is a production manager, which means she's a brewer at Notch Brewing in Salem, Massachusetts, and they are building a new brew house in the Boston area. And she was on site helping to build that brew house. And she mentioned that just within the span of the day, two different men who were, I believe, contractors working alongside uh, the brewers and, and Notch employees made some comments to her and just typically sexist commentary towards her and frustrated with being faced with sexism after being home for a year. Uh, you know, she said that she'd kind of gotten used to not having to deal with that. She pretty offhandedly posted on her personal Instagram page, her handles rat magnet. Um, if anyone else, any other woman had ever experienced sexism while working in the beer industry. So pretty innocuous, right? I mean, obviously we all have. And so from what I understand and from what she told me, the stories started kind of just trickling in microaggressions, comments like, do you even like beer? Do you even drink beer? Are you the brewer's girlfriend? Uh, things like that, rather than just assuming, hey, a woman can also be a brewer. And then it escalated um, reports of sexual assault, sexual violence, really sick, predatory, savage behavior. And it just absolutely snowballed and escalated from there. 
Yeah, the outpouring, I think, was really shocking. You noted in your story, she had a couple thousand followers before this, you know, as of print, which was, I think, Sunday for you. I mean, it was tens of thousands and it continues to grow. I know that the stories are sensitive in nature, but can you share some of the ones that have stuck with you? Certainly. One of the ones that she actually mentioned to me is the one that stuck out to her as well, uh, more than any of of the other ones was also one that stuck out to me because it took place here in San Diego. And it was a very graphic description of an attempted rape and assault uh, followed with extremely predatory and harassing, threatening behavior if the victim ever came forward. And so there is a screenshot of that in the Vine Pair piece that was published. Um, and she has also archived all of these posts as highlights under her Instagram page. If you haven't taken a look at them yet, I strongly encourage that you do. But uh, that was one that struck home for me, uh, not just because it took place in San Diego, but just because of the absolute horror of that particular story. Uh, how has uh, San Diego responded so far? I saw that Modern Times has put out a statement. Uh, has there been any other response? There have been a few other responses, some comments of solidarity, some promises of self-reflection. I am um, the co-chair of the San Diego Brewers Guild uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, and we did put out a statement earlier today, and we are going to be forming a um, basically a subcommittee to really tackle these issues of discrimination and harassment and abuse that have run rampant, uh, not just in San Diego, but across the beer industry as a whole. So things are starting to come to light. People are starting to make comments. Companies are starting to really acknowledge uh, either an active or complacent role in the things that have been happening really since the beginning of the craft beer industry. Yeah, I mean, I know this is a, a big question, but I mean, what what is it with the beer industry? You know, is it a problem with the industry itself? Is it a people in power problem? What's going on? It's a society problem. I even tweeted the other day, there's no point in leaving beer because this is the same story as any male-dominated industry. It's the same experiences that women in athletics face. It's the same experiences that women in tech face. This is not a beer-specific problem. This is a racist, sexist, homophobic, and just typically societal problem that won't and can't be addressed simply in beer. It extends far beyond that. How have men responded? I know that, the, that she shared some responses on her Instagram, people saying, yeah, you know, I've seen that. I guess when you look at the, when you zoom out and look at the problem, I mean, how many allies do women have uh, versus foes? That's absolutely impossible to say. I really, I, I truly believe that any person is capable of anything. There are certain you know, allegations made against people in San Diego that I know personally that I you know, would consider a friend. And you know, I, I'm getting these messages of shock and outrage of, oh, do you think that they did it? Or, or could, they, could they have possibly done it? I absolutely believe that anybody is capable of anything. So until I have reason to doubt a victim's story, uh, I, I absolutely believe that people are capable of that. Um, I hope that this does encourage men to step forward uh, when microaggressions happen. You know, how many of us have been in the room when somebody's made a comment about a woman's appearance and not said anything? And it's these little pebbles of sexism that have really evolved into the mountain of 
assault, rape, and these horrible, abusive things that we've heard about. Do you think that lack of HR has been a problem? I know you addressed that briefly in your story, but a lot of these, you know, craft brewing operations are fairly small and don't have HR. Would that solve part of the problem? It certainly couldn't hurt. There's many things and many avenues that could be taken to help at the very least minimize these, if not address them in a more head-on way. I'm actually working on another piece about the the sheer ability of trade organizations such as guilds or the Brewers Association uh, and these other nonprofits and what they can legally do versus what people expect them to do. So HR is certainly one element of that. Uh, unionizing is another you know, possible element. So I think that these types of conversations of what we can do, what we should do, and what we're capable of doing are happening. And I do feel encouraged that this might be a bit of a catalyst moment for the beer industry that, you know, cautiously optimistic, but hoping for, for some real tangible change. And I think that even as things evolve over the couple, you know, over a couple of days, over the past couple of hours, I'm, I'm heartened to see the direction that we're heading in, and, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah, what have you seen that's given you hope? I mean, for one example, even just a couple of minutes ago, the Modern Times staff in Oakland is basically going on strike uh, until some certain things are addressed. And so, you know, it's it's really power to the people are stepping up. Organizations have demonstrated that they are either incapable or apathetic to the instances that have been happening towards women, people of color, other marginalized communities uh, in craft beer until now. And, and it just goes to show that people are just not going to stand for it anymore. You know, you having the beer background that you do, have you experienced things like this? Absolutely. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a woman who didn't. And I'm, I consider myself one of the lucky ones. I'm a white, straight, able-bodied woman. Um, I'm very tall. I, I've been told I'm, uh, you know, a little bit intimidating. People don't feel comfortable saying certain things to me as maybe they would a, you know, smaller, conventionally attractive, you know, well-dressed woman who's not in jeans and a t-shirt. And so it's, it's hard to say, but even I, th- th- I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who has escaped, has escaped this type of uh, behavior. I want to ask about an editor's note that was at the end of your story. I don't have the wording in front of me, but it basically said, you know, we weren't able to confirm the veracity of some of these stories. Obviously, uh, they happened in the past, but why is that note included? And would you walk us just through some of the reporting you did to, to verify what you could? Absolutely. And I do want to note that I spoke several times with the editor uh, just to ensure that both the victims, Brianne, myself, and the outlet were all legally protected uh, while reporting this story. Uh, for more information about the legal uh, possibilities and, and repercussions that really everybody involved in this could face, my colleague and friend Kate Bernat at Good Beer Hunting did release a piece really diving into the legal issues of it today. So I encourage people to go check that out. But uh, Brianne was very upfront about the fact that she was simply acting as a conduit for these stories and basically took them at face value. So in a legal sense, many of these are unverified. Many of them are independently corroborated by people who say that they were there, they witnessed this behavior. But if you look at statistics from places like RAIN, uh, the Rape, Abuse and Incest National Network, uh, which is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization or a lot of other places, the recorded amount of 
false accusations are somewhere between two and 10% with most places placing them around two to 3%. So with nearly a thousand individual stories, I, I would just say that history and common sense indicate that the vast majority of these, if not all of these are likely not fabricated, but it's important that the people participating in or reporting on these stories do make sure they, they include their due diligence just to protect themselves legally. Yeah, what is happening legally to Brienne? I, I know that when she shared those stories on her Instagram, she did say, look, I'm sharing them. I can't verify you know, if these are true. It, it didn't necessarily uh, happen to her. But I did see this morning that I think some shirts are being printed to try to raise money for a legal fund of hers. Uh, you know, maybe she's accepting Venmo. What's going on there? So there have been Venmos. Uh, her Venmo was made public as well as a GoFundMe. Um, both of those she did not ask for. And she has stated that any funds that she has received from these unsolicited but appreciated outlets will be donated to organizations that support victims of sexual violence. Of course, if she is facing some legal fees, I know that a number of attorneys have stepped up and, and said that they would represent her pro bono. So I, it's, it's hard to speculate on what could happen. I know that she has uh, posted some threats that she's received, you know, presumably from some of the people named, but at this point, uh, diving into the possibilities of, of defamation and slander and those types of things, I would also redirect people to check out Kate Bernat's piece on good beer hunting because she just really outlines the, the risk that she faces and the possible avenues of, um, of redemption. So, so that, that remains to be seen. And like I said, this is still unfolding really minute by minute. So it's hard, it's hard to guess what might happen. But I certainly hope that people don't sue her because being named is a bad look and then uh, suing somebody for, for passing along those stories is an extra bad look. Okay, so what, what happens next? These stories are out here. People are talking about it. Groups like your guild you know, are, are working to make some real culture uh, changes. What's the best case scenario going forward? Best case scenario, people stop getting raped. You know, that's that's best case scenario. Um, and it's certainly something that I hope for. Uh, I, I think that focusing on the really horrific kind of high end assaults uh, like sexual assault and, and rape are, we, we shouldn't just be striving to eliminate that. We should be striving to eliminate gender bias. We should be promoting wage transparency to ensure that people doing the same job are being paid uh, the same wage as well as, as, as a fair wage. I think that men need to accept the responsibility for whether it be their active or passive participation in misogyny in beer, uh, really sitting with that, atoning with that, and knowing that next time somebody makes a comment, uh, it's up to you to step up. We need allies. Women have been screaming about this for years, and for some reason, this is, this is the reckoning that has decided to catch fire, and so, yeah. Best case scenario, uh, women are treated as as basic human beings worthy of respect and dignity. That's that's all we can really hope for and we deserve. Once again, you can find Beth's story on vinepair.com and look out for more coverage online at sandiegouniontribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.